When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. You're welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheehan with you until 4 o'clock. Now, the Meath Ladies Gaelic Footballers released a new jersey earlier this week, complete with a new sponsor in the shape of Keypack, a name that evokes memories of the glory days of Meath football, of course. Midfielder Moira O'Shaughnessy has emerged as a real leader in recent years and became captain last year as Meath came up just short in the All-Ireland Intermediate Final for the second year in a row. I sat down with her yesterday to talk about a variety of issues, including her work with the Simon community, but I began by discussing that new sponsorship deal and its importance to Meath Ladies Football. Yeah, it's great. Um, the jersey was launched there during the week and it was a big hit. Um, it's, a, it's a really nice jersey and it's it's kind of a bit more of a, a mead jersey as such compared to maybe our, our old jersey. Um, so yeah, it's great and people <laughs> seem to love the fact they keep back her back on the front of, of a mead jersey. So, um, you know, it's really great to have um, a company like Keep Back on board as a, as a support. Yeah, and I mean, I guess... Every kind of sports team nowadays, need, you need that little bit of sponsorship and that bit of back. I mean, obviously you've had that sponsorship down the last few years, but um, it's so important to, to get to get people on board and even just to have the kind of publicity around it. And as we said, a little bit of a connection to the past that people can kind of latch on to. It's, it's so important nowadays with the, with the expenses that goes into managing teams. Every little, every little bit helps. That's it, yeah. Like a, a good sponsor is crucial. And we did have a great one um, the last couple of years as well with Farmhouse Foods. And um, now Keypack have, have come on board. And yeah, it, it's, it's massive. And the fact that they're not just sponsoring the senior team, you know, they're sponsoring the minor um, and a few of the underage teams as well. So it, it's a big big sponsorship um, and, and it's great like you said it's, it's so crucial these days to have a, a good sponsorship behind you I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, your day job because you work for the Simon community it's you know a very high profile item at the moment the, the homelessness problem um, there was the incident in the canal this week where a tent was scooped up we have all the politicians being asked about it as they're going around you've been working there I think, I think you said for four years now what's, what's that experience been like for you and what, what exactly does the job involve for you? Um, yeah, I suppose this yeah this will be my fourth year working with the Dublin Simon community. Um, I suppose it's been a real eye opener. Um, you know, it's a side of life that I have never been exposed to until I until I was working there. Um, you know, and I suppose people are, are quite used to kind of what they hear kind of in the media and and you know walking by people on the streets and kind of you know as such kind of it's it's not a part of their life so I suppose you're kind of thrown into it um but I I kind of um I suppose I started off um working kind of like very much on the front line um 
I worked kind of like I was a kind of a flexi worker. So I worked in the different hostels and um, the different supported houses and a bit in treatment and, and stuff like that. So um, I saw a lot then and that, that was a massive eye opener. Um, I suppose now I've kind of changed roles in that I'm kind of working in tenancy sustainment. So um, it's kind of considered the nicer side of homelessness if, if there's such a thing. But um, it's kind of when people get a house from the council, um, I kind of help them settle into the, their accommodation and sustain their tenancy for the first couple of months um but in terms of yeah homelessness i suppose yeah it is it's a it's a hot topic especially um in the last couple of years and um i suppose that's why i kind of i got into it when when i was looking for jobs there was just a lot of jobs going in it and it, it needs um it needs a lot of people helping it at the moment so yeah that's kind of why i went and i mean i was just watching i just happened to see a little clip on the news last night about they were just going out and about to, to, to dropping into, they had followed around the crew that were going out to, to help people out that were in tents and, and giving them food and stuff like that. And they spoke to a few people and they just said that the hostels were too dangerous, that there was like drugs rampant in a lot of them and that they were safer, they felt safer out in, like out in St. Anne's Park or along the canal in a tent or wherever it might be. Um, that's a kind of a worrying thing. And I'm sure it's something that you're well aware of. Have you seen that like getting worse or is it, is it getting better? Is it staying the same? Cause it doesn't appear to be getting any better. Yeah, well, anyway, I suppose I haven't worked in that area for the last two years. Um, but yeah, I suppose like if you think about it, it's a very unnatural environment, hostels. Um, you know, it's, you could have up to six people in a room sharing a room. Um, and, and like that, you know, it's, you can't expect everyone, everyone is coming in with their own issues and their own baggage and, um, I don't really know how they expect people to for it to be totally successful. But yeah, I suppose, look, I, I don't really know kind of the ins and outs. But um, yeah, like it's, I can understand why people don't go into hostels either. Um, in terms of the situation improving, again, I don't kind of really focus on the whole political side of it. Um, I suppose I kind of just kind of do what I can in the job. Um but like I said, I actually haven't worked in that area in in about two years, so I wouldn't be up to date now on on the current affairs there. But just on the on the final stage that you work at, is that a challenge as well? Because I guess when people are so used to being homeless for a long time, there's a, there's a obviously it's a very positive thing for them to move into a home, but it's it's probably a massive adjustment for them as well. Yeah, and I suppose that's why I my role exists. I suppose um, you know people kind of just think that once they're given a house, that's it. They'll they'll take off and they'll be fine. Um, but a lot of these people might not have lived independently before. Um, they might not even know how to set up a bill or you know, I, like I can't lie. Like when I first moved into the job, I was learning a few things or two as well um, in terms of getting a household set up. But um, yeah, and I suppose like a lot of people. You know, like there's a big demand on services at the moment, so you kind you kind of have to advocate for these people in terms of getting into maybe GPs or or other kind of different services. Schools is a big issue as well. You know, schools are very um, they're full of capacity, like in certain pockets in Dublin. Um, so yeah, I suppose there is a big big piece of work there, and I suppose we want to make sure that they sustain their tenancy and that they don't become homeless again, and and that's the main point of the job. Let's move on to the football then. Uh, let's talk with the, talk about the club first. Ashburn, you finally got over the yeah. you finally got over the line, or done a more Ashburn, I should say. Um, you finally got over the line last year um, after a few years knocking the door in the intermediate. And I was speaking to your your manager during the week, and he singled you out for a bit of special praise because you were down a player, I believe, in the last fifteen minutes of that match. I think he said, and he said that you kind of basically took it on yourself to go back into defence and you won a few frees and. 
I guess that's part of the reason why you're mead captain. Those leadership skills is that something that you uh, you recall you recall remember going back there and helping out the defence or how did that come about? Oh, I just remember thinking I was like I can't lose another final, um, so I don't actually really remember what I did. But um, yeah, no, it was a great a great year with with Dunham Ashburn, But I suppose that was our third consecutive um, intermediate championship final, um, and we, we fell short in the other two. So we were determined. To, to push on this year and get and I suppose with Ashburn's uh, Dunmore Ashburn's a big club and there's a lot of players coming up and coming through so we, we felt that we, we wanted to be a, a senior club and needed to be a senior club so um, I think when we'd gotten to that stage we had a very very tough semi-final win um, so when we got to the final we were just right we're here now we need to need to push on so I, I actually it's a bit of a blur <laughs> okay but um, yeah no it's great because actually Dunmore Ashburn we I actually didn't we didn't have a team back in 2014 we actually folded and a few players went and played for a few different clubs in Meath and they got permissions to play including myself so um, when we came back in 2015 you know that's it's only supposed four years then and um, there was a lot of rebuilding done and a lot of different managers involved that helped us get there so it was great to get over the line. I wasn't actually aware of that so how did how did that come about and, and who, who did you go and play for and how did it all come back together again then? Um, so I think kind of what happened was there was a, we had a lot it was kind of around the time where a lot of players were emigrating um, and a lot of different people kind of had left and a few had kind of moved on in terms of retirement and it just it just fell it just quickly very very quickly crumbled and I think that year we had four registered members or four registered players um, I think it was myself I went over to the neighbouring parish of Retoth and Two, three of the other girls went up to play with Boards Mill. Um, I think Eamon Murray kind of <laughs> got them up there. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, that was very sad time because you know there was a lot. There, the talent was there, just the players for various different reasons just couldn't commit that year. So um, it was, yeah, it was it was a big shock in a, in a big place like Ashburn where only there was four registered adult members. So um, playing members. So. Um, yeah, so then I suppose in 2015 um, it regrouped um, and I, I actually vividly remember the first training session and there was all age groups there um, from very young to, to a few oldies and um, I think it started off maybe there maybe about 12 at that training session and we just, we kept at it, we got players back, new players joined um, I suppose the players that were that bit too young to be on the senior team at that stage had kind of come up the ranks a bit um, and yeah we just regrouped and everyone worked really really hard from from team players to the chairperson to the the committee you know every, it was a real real push in the ladies section in Dunham Rashburn and yeah so it was a big achievement I suppose getting back up to senior within four or five years. Yeah it is it's a great achievement to get back up and you know we talked about the fact that you know as I said there Anthony talked about your, your kind of leadership there at the end of that game you're the mead captain is that kind of something that sits easy with you, that kind of leadership role? And is it something that, you know, you've been involved with me since you were under 12. Is it something that you've kind of always had naturally, do you think? Or is it something that you kind of learn as you go along in terms of taking taking ownership and taking responsibility? I guess it's something that comes with a bit of maturity and a bit of age as well. But have you always kind of felt comfortable in those kind of captaincy roles and leadership roles? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I would have never, I would have, yeah, I've never really overthink or overthought it, but... Um, I suppose I was I was captain for one year with DIT, my college as well, when I was in college and I was captain of the under twenty ones meet team, um, back when I was under twenty one. So um I suppose I have been 
put forward as captain a couple of times. It was actually, to be honest, it was a bit of a shock when I kind of became captain with Meath. Um, we, had, we had a great captain, Neva Sullivan, at the time, and she um, had committed to, to go to Australia the following year, so she obviously wasn't going to be captain, and management just... Um, kind of, I, I don't even remember them asking me, it was just kind of, you are captain kind of thing. So um, I suppose I was vice captain that year, so it was probably a, a bit of a natural progression. But um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think when I kind of came in there, I knew that to be the team, there was a lot of potential there. Um, so I, I kind of felt that the, the role was quite important. Um, I knew there'd be a lot of players coming onto the team, new, and it was important to, to feel that they, you know, were... Like that they would settle in okay and that they were just as important as the players had been there before. Um, but I, no, I think it's just kind of a role I've just kind of fell into really. Like I, I wouldn't, the, the me team, and I'm not just saying this, it's full of leaders and, and the fact that, you know, there's a lot of girls kind of that have been there for the last couple of years um, and they, they lead just as much as I do on and off the pitch. So it's it makes my role a lot easier. You talked about the consecutive defeats with Ashburn. You've obviously had two All-Ireland final defeats with Mead as well. I hate to bring it up. Um, is it, you know, do you look at the, both of those matches, the tip and the, the Tyrone matches as, you know, the same in terms of what we lost them both or was one of them a particularly more painful defeat than the other? Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, to be honest, I think the first year against Tyrone, um, I think we were kind of a bit... We uh, th- we were very kind of lucky to get to an honour in final. I think um, we had we didn't have a very good year overall, um, and for the kind of the latter part of the championship, we worked very hard and we did get to an honour in final. Um, we were heading into a very very big battle against Tyrone, who are a very experienced team, um, a division higher than us in the league, and just a bit more along the lines in terms of development. Um, so I suppose that first year it was the first year me had been in Crow Park in twenty five years or something. So it was a big occasion. Um, I think the occasion maybe got to us a little bit, and there was a lot of hype leading up to it, which was great as well. You know that there should be. It's, it's a big it's a big occasion, like I said. But I suppose that probably got to the players. There was a bit of naivety, maybe. Um, so I think the first defeat, yeah, it was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, but again, it was kind of isn't it great to be there? Um, I suppose the second year with Tip, we knew going into the game, Tip were hot favourites. They've been hot favourites all year since they were relegated from senior. Um, but we felt that we were further along the lines in terms of our development as a team. Um, and we thought if we played our best football, we could put it up to them and, you know, possibly possibly win it. Um, but we, we knew we had to give it everything. And I suppose that's what we did and there, there was a lot of regrets from the year before you know players didn't perform and that's understandable like first time in Crow Park in front of a big crowd like we go from playing in front of our mums and dads and our brothers and sisters to playing in front of thousands of people it's a massive adjustment um, and there's a lot of different factors affecting your game then so I suppose we were a bit more prepared for it then this year going out against Tip and a lot more focused and it was it, I personally found the defeat a lot harder to take um, I think it's because we did play so well um, and we kind of gave it everything again Tip were just that little bit more experienced that little bit better um, they finished once they got that second goal they were able to to play on like which which we couldn't kind of couldn't stop them then um, so I found last year was a lot harder to take but look it's 
again we go again joking away it's kind of not forgotten about now but it's a new year it's there's new players in other players gone it's every year it's it's refreshing you know we've even little things we've changed our warm-up joking away so even just kind of freshening things up a little bit so every year just seems that little bit different and yeah of course the the aim again is to get back there but we do not have an automatic right just to be back there just because we're in the last two and, and we're well aware of that and there's the intermediate championship is going to be extremely, extremely strong. Um, I think every team in Leinster is in it, apart from Dublin. So it's going to be a very, very strong championship, but we're hoping the Division 2 campaign will be a big help to us heading into it, yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you lose um, a final like that and then you're going into the following year and so as we said, we're, you're off the back of two, do you automatically, you know, even subconsciously up your efforts the following year in terms of how much training you're doing, in terms of how hard you're working? Um, I suppose we kind of have to be really honest with ourselves. Um, you know, I, I, we did prepare as best we can and everyone looking back and it said our preparation was as best as we thought it could be at that time. But we still didn't get over the line. So there are things to improve on. But I think now at this stage, you know, I suppose between the Tyrone final and the tip final, there was a lot to work on. Between the tip final and this year, there is still a lot to work on, but it's, it's kind of finer margins. It's getting those those small things kind of perfected. Um, so, yeah, it's... I suppose we had to be really honest with ourselves as players, with the management. Um, and there's a few things different this year that hopefully um, will will help us. But as well, it's kind of, you know, there's a lot. I, I, I honestly think we're going to learn a lot from playing in Division 2 as well. But I, I, since we've come back, like I can't complain. The girls have given everything. Um, trainings have, have increased in terms of intensity and, and physicality. Um, you know, we, we've nutritionists and psychologists and SNC. Our SNC coach is, is great this year and he's really putting in a lot of work with us and trying to get us stronger as a team. And so that's something new this year. We had SNC last year, but it's a really, 
detailed program and you know he's really involved so that's something that's new this year and it's a finer margin that we want to to improve on um so i suppose it is it's it's working as hard as you did last year and then tightening up on those those smaller margins and pushing yourself that little bit harder i always hate to you know talk about the men's game in relation to the ladies game but there are some parallels this year in terms of the, the men's team are operating in division one for the first time in a long time you guys got promoted last year in the league as well and you're going to be operating in division two you open your account against her own as do the men next weekend it's not on the same bill unfortunately as we as we know but um as you said that playing at that higher level and you know you look through the, the fixture you've got there there's a lot of teams in there it's going to be a big step up a lot of like, good good strong teams it's going to be a big step up for you guys but again it comes back to that factor that those games in the league are going to really prepare you for for the championship and and hopefully bring you on that little because you had that great win last year up in up in Clonus in the league final and you know won won comfortably enough in the end and that was a great day I was there myself um so to be performing at that higher level is going to be I guess a test for everybody but it's it's the sort of test you need yeah um yeah definitely but it's something that we're really looking forward to um you know when we all kind of regrouped at the, at the start of the year the the main topic com- conversation was gotten really looking forward to division two football um division three you know there was times it was tough and there, like we barely got over the line against Kildare and and stuff like that but I suppose we were our, our kind of mindset heading into Division Three last year was we need to win every game, we need to get promoted. Um, so we obviously thought that we were, you know, quite good within Division Three. Um, there were some games that we didn't find overly challenging, and I suppose you know the league is a long slog. Um, so you want week in week out, you want those challenges, you want that level of physicality that that high level of, of, um, of a game and we're definitely going to get that into Division 2 um, but we think we're, we're well able to, to definitely compete with the teams in Division 2 and you never know what could happen at the end of it. Just looking at the, the LGFA situation at the moment there's a lot of talk that eventually whenever it'll happen that the GEA and the LGFA will come in under one banner and there's a general assumption out there that that would be a good thing, but I know from speaking to um, players and other individuals involved with the, with the Ladies Gaelic Association, they're not necessarily convinced that that's a good thing, that they like having their own identity. What do you think would be the best outcome? I know it's probably a difficult question to, to ask you, but would you like to see the, the bodies merging, or do you think that the LGFA as it is at the minute, because it's a strong enough brand now, we've seen all the advertisements and, and the sponsorship and everything that's come on over the last number of years, um, I'm not just sure myself without knowing a massive amount about it that it's necessarily a good thing that they come together. Do you think it would be? I know there'll be benefits in terms of maybe shared facilities and stuff like that, but I'm imagining there could be ways around that without necessarily merging. What What do you think would be the, the you know the best solution there? Mm, yeah, it's it's one that I, I've thought about before. I, to be honest, I suppose the, there will always be pros and cons to it. Um, Firstly, the LGFA have done great work over the last couple of years in promoting the game. Um, like they've got big sponsorships involved in terms of Lidl and that. Um, so you know that there ha- there has been massive kind of steps taken um, to to promote the, the the game, the ladies' Gaelic football. Um, I suppose I can only kind of speak from my own experience. Um, there's a lot of blocks and gaps in terms of progressing as a player. Um, that you know, I, I think can only be resolved if we're under the one umbrella. Um, Such as what? So I'll give you an example as well. Um, we have a geo player, Megan Thine. She's from um, Dunsany, or Dunsany and she plays a Comesson uh, Camogie. So she plays with the the ladies Camogie team and the ladies footballers. Um, they There's four clashing fixtures um, this for the league. Um, and it has been kind of 
brought down from the LGFA and I'm not sure, I know it has come from the LGFA, I'm not sure about the, the Camogie Association, but it is up to the managements to try and rearrange those fixtures, which is an impossible task because even if Meath, say if the ladies, are, say if our management are like Grant, okay, fine, we'll try and move it to the Saturday. They contact, say, Tyrone, who are playing next weekend, any chance you move to the Saturday? No, sure, why would we like? Joking away. So now Megan Thine has to choose between... Gaelic and Camogie, you know, so that the dual player won't be a thing um, going forward. So that that's one thing. Um, I suppose in terms of, you know, player, um, kind of supporting the player. Um, I saw, okay, look at Dungani as well. Dungani is owned by the GAA, so they get preference over the pitches. Um, we have to pay to use Dungani. Um, there was an incident last year where the weather was so bad that the men's team moved on to the Astro and they or they booked the Astro or whatever. And of course they get preference because it's GAA grounds. So then we were left without a training facility late notice. So and it's not any, I'm not giving out a bit, it's not anyone's fault. It's just because the organisations are separate. Um, similarly, you know, there's a lot of push, say, in terms of double headers. Like, there's a lot of push for, uh, in terms of double headers for in the media, in terms of the LGFA pushing it. And, you know, this is great. We're a double header with the men, but the GAA don't push it as much because they don't really need to. Joking away. So, I suppose, in terms of progressing the game to as best as it can be, I personally think we do need to be under the one umbrella. Um, I don't know the ins and outs and what we would lose or what what the pros and cons would be, so I'm sure there are. Um, and I'm sure it's not as simple as just merging the two or even with Camogie, they'll merge all the associations together. Um, but, you know, even into like the men they are just treated that little bit better than the women. You know, they get travel expenses. You know, the last two challenge games we played, we played against Donegal in Leitrim and um, Tipperary in Leash. And we all drove ourselves, you know, on those Sundays and, and we don't get money back for it. Um, no, it's not, we do it because we want to do it. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's not a deciding factor, but, you know, if the men are getting paid to travel up to Dungani, why shouldn't we, you know? Um, I don't think any girl should be out of pocket trying to represent their county. So, um, I suppose the GA just have that bit more funding in terms of being able to support their players, which the LGFA just don't at the moment. Um, so th- there are, there are different factors, I suppose, in terms of supporting the player, um, that I think it would be beneficial if the two organizations merged. And then obviously, you know, the dual player is not going to last for much longer either if if the Camogie and the LGFA can't work together. Um, but yeah, if you think about it, you're trying to have three organisations run the same competitions at the same time of the year on the same grounds. You know, it's it's long term as did both as all the games develop. I just don't see it working as as well as it could. But yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Okay, well, we wait and see. A lot to take in there, in fairness. And I mean, the fact that you're not getting travel expenses is a, is a big kind of issue in fairness and I'm sure there's lots of other ones as well that we probably don't have time to get into here today but um, you've been obviously around the senior setup for a long time have you seen things improve dramatically over the last five six years or has it been a very kind of a slow process to you know improve conditions even in terms of gear all that kind of stuff is it has it improved a lot or is it is it you know has it still got a bit of a way to go yeah no it has and and like like i'll be honest here it really has improved in terms of from when i started playing um even in terms of the 
the kind of the multidisciplinary approach joking away as in like we have a sports psychologist we have a nutritionist um an snc coach who i mentioned before who's great um you know so there's a lot of people you know there's a lot of different elements to the game now it's not just meeting for training going out and training and coming in we get given food which i know a lot of ladies football teams don't after training so we're lucky enough to have that as well um so no it has and yeah i suppose gear like is um we get that as well um so it has, it definitely has come on um, in the last couple of years, but there's there's still a lot, a long way to go. But it, um, I've even know, I suppose when you're winning as well, when a team is successful, um, it's it's everything's better. Joking away, it's kind of when things aren't going your way, you kind of start to kind of look outside the box and see kind of what are we missing. But I suppose when things are are working out for you at the moment, and I must say it is an extremely enjoyable time to be playing ladies football in Meath. Um, the setup is great. And the, the it's just going up and up, so it's it's a really enjoyable time, yeah. Just very finally, then looking through your fixtures, you've Tyrone, um, Cavan, Monaghan, Clare, Armagh, a lot of Ulster teams in there, mm-hmm. and uh, Kerry and Wexford. So you've got three home and four away matches in the league. Um, as we said, you've been around the setup now for a while. You're one of the older players in the squad, even though you're still only like you're still only a young girl or a young woman, but. Do you think he'll stick at it for, for much longer? Because we know typically, I mean, the retirement age in intercounty men's football is coming down a lot, but in, in women's football and ladies' football, it seems to be, you know, almost mid to late 20s is kind of where, where players stop playing for a variety of reasons, but you still seem like you're enjoying it. You're the captain. You're kind of one of the, the most recognisable faces on the team, I think it's fair to say as well at this point. I don't think, I don't think you're, you're planning on hanging up the boots anytime soon from, from an intercounty perspective. You seem like you're still, you're still really enjoying it. And as you said there, it's a great time to be involved. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm getting younger. So I do. So, um, no, the, uh, it, to be honest, if you look after your body and uh, there, there's still players playing with, you know, Dublin and Cork who are, are in their thirties and they're dominating, joking away. So I think if, if you look after your body and you're still, you know, um, contributing to the team in a good way and and doing your bit um i don't see why why you should have to retire but um yeah no i definitely think i've got a few more years in me hopefully so yeah if you can keep the the bad injuries away and that but um yeah no i don't plan on leaving anytime soon and just very finally then uh we know two Ireland final defeats in a row i assume the goal is you know very strong this year to to get over the line as ashburn did dunmore ashburn did um is that the, the the number one aim this year? Even outside of a Leinster or anything like that, the All Ireland is is what you're focused on. Even it's early in the year, I know, to be focusing on that when you have the league and everything to play. But is that very much in the back of your mind at the moment that that's where this year needs to go? Yeah, I suppose it is. It is the aim again <laughs> to get back there and get over the line. Um, but do you know what? We're actually we haven't even spoken about it. We haven't even spoken about the championship yet. It's all just Division Two and retaining our, our status in Division Two. And uh, do you know what? There's just we're just really looking forward to it because we, we've no idea where we stand in terms of you know where we're going to come up against the team so um yeah our main focus is at the moment um division two football and yeah i suppose long term it is it'd be great to to get back up to senior status but have to wait and see great well look we wish all the very best luck for the upcoming season starting next weekend against throne and hopefully we'll see a leinster and all ireland and maybe a league who knows this year (laughs) we'll keep our fingers crossed yeah (laughs) yeah hopefully please god yeah lmfm sunday sport your sport your station Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.